you're coming onto this event because you are an expert in your field. You've got value to add to business owners. So don't overthink the production of all this. Just be yourself, right? Just be yourself and remember that who you're talking to in the room, that you're trying to just add as much value as you can to them. Nobody knows as much about your topic as you do. So you have great power. You have the ability to settle into this really nice and be an authority with very little effort. G'day, I'm Chris Schwager, and this is the Video Made Simple podcast. What you've just heard is a snippet from my chat with Simon Bedard at the 2023 Buy, Grow, Sell Summit coming up in September. Today, we're turning that insightful conversation into a special episode right here. We're diving into how you can create compelling videos that resonate with your audience and drive results. Whether you're new to video or refining your strategy, get ready. We've unveiled some secrets to make videos work for you. Let's jump in. Can our partners use their smartphone? And is there a difference from your perspective between an iPhone or a whatever? If they were going to use it, how would they use that? And it's a great topic because a lot of people think that the iPhone is inadequate. And in fact, it's actually a lot better in most cases than a laptop webcam. The tech is just better in an iPhone. Now, I would say that there is pros and cons to both, but often when people set up their laptop, it's low. It kind of shoots up their nose because it's sitting on the desk and not up high. And the quality, as you said, is 720p in lots of cases. The resolution's crappy. It is just like Barbie cam, right? It's not very good at all. So what we do is swiftly get them to change over to their iPhone. Now, the iPhone has the mobility, but again, you need to kind of position it and have it in the right spot so it works. I think for this particular scenario, having an iPhone in your hand to actually record your bit is not a bad thing if you're getting the best quality sound and the best quality picture. And of course, your presentation and what you're saying is coming out the right way. The important thing with any shooting environment is to try and minimize the variables that can get in the way of you doing what you need to do and get you back to your job, right? So lighting is a big thing, sound is a big thing. So you wanna block all of that out, close the blinds, get in a controlled environment where you can just focus on what you need to say and get back to your desk and get on with your job. So we will help you through that process. It's not like you've gotta try and figure it out for yourself. It's a very quick situation where we'll take one look at you when we're setting up, when we're in our initial video call and we'll go, okay, great. Your background's almost there. Can you just move that pot plant and that archive box out of the way? Could just tilt the camera slightly up. That's good. Great. Now let's focus on recording the content. Now, anything that you can do as the presenter for this to prepare for that will streamline our time together. When they're getting set up, let's say they're using an iPhone, I imagine angle or height of the phone and stuff like is going to be real. Like, are they better to have it square on? Are they better to have it a bit above, down, pointing down? Like, what's, what is the ideal for most scenarios? Right at your eye line, okay? So at the height of your eyes is the best spot for your camera. So you can have it up and just basically shooting. A lot of yeah, people okay. are confused about framing. I'm not going to bamboozle with you with that. But don't be doing something like this all the way where you've got all this headroom, right? Allow yourself just a nice safe zone and I'm sure I'll be able to tweak that when we meet. So if somebody's got a, like a little tripod thingy or whatever, they can set their iPhone up, at least that keeps it stable and you can control it, right? Yeah, that'll be great. Again, as I say, I'm not opposed to somebody hand-holding yep. their phone because 
it's actually for audio, it's, it's a good idea because your proximity to the pickup of the microphone is that much closer. You're yeah. almost guaranteed to get better quality audio. A lot of people make the mistake of going, okay, I need it kind of set up far away so it gets everything in the frame. But then because they don't have an external microphone, they run the risk of it being very echoey because they're a lot further away from the microphone pickup. Well, what are your views with this sort of initial stuff? Obviously, we're going to ask everyone to do a quick 30-second intro video and there's then we're going to sort of do what we're loosely calling a promo video, but really where they're just answering a question and giving a little bit of advice to the audience, you know, that'll be branded for them. Scripts or no scripts? What, what's your view with that sort of with those sort of shorter clips like that? I think you can afford as the business owner to go no script in and just to give it a bit of understanding of what is in it for them. This is not about you. Uh, it's it's all about what's going to what they're going to take away from this presentation, right? From your presentation. So give them the carrot that is going to entice them to your show right and so just consider that so your name position company may not be relevant if you don't have a lot of brand value in the market nobody gives a shit right so just get to the point what are you going to talk about why is that valuable to your audience so so as an as a working example here and i'm making this up as i go but you know it might be hi my name is simon bedard um Join me at the Buy, Grow, Sell Summit 2023, where I'm going to sh share my top three tips on how to maximize the value of your company. Correct. 100%. Really casual, really easy to listen to. You don't need, it's not a huge branding exercise. You don't need to give them your position and your company and all that. A courtesy of saying your name is great. Keep it casual. Keep it conversational. Keep it loose. Don't overthink it. Just get it out and boom. Yeah, you know, release it to the world. <laughs> if we think about the the audience in general being small to sort of medium business owners, you know, one of the most important things is that they are super, super time poor. They want to hear actionable insights, things they can they can walk away with and do something about rather than hearing theoretical ideals about, you know, odd subjects that don't impact them from day to day. So now, if we can take that theme of being direct and punchy and thinking, keeping the audience in mind and, and using that to structure a presentation, I, I think our audience will get the most out of it. I think a controlling idea is one of the most underestimated areas of presentation creation. And secondly is structure. People expect structure. They want structure. It tells them that you're in control of the information, that they're safe, and that they're gonna get everything they need. But have that controlling idea, and it's like, well, okay, what? make it about AI, right? Well, no, I mean, not necessarily, but for you to understand what's interesting to your clientele, to your audience, maybe brainstorm it and do some table reads with some others and get some a basic shortlist of what you think might be interesting and backboned by a customer story. I think that's a really positive way to start. Now, I say customer stories because I teach a lot of uh, video coaching, a lot of on-camera training for, for people, presentation training and webinars and whatnot. And one thing that I have great stats on here is that the top TED Talks were broken down by an author once to understand why they were so great and 65% of TED Talks are dedicated to story with the remaining about statistics and facts, right? So the human brain is wanting to latch onto something that they can relate to. Okay, so by virtue of you telling a story as lame or shitty as you might think is actually potentially really interesting for your viewer. It's a new perspective. It's a story of what's happened to you, your business, that situation and what the outcome might have been 
for that particular story. So there's a lot of positives to come from that, right? But don't think that just putting out a slide or, or first of all, creating a slide deck you know, the worst thing you can do is create the slide deck and then engineer it back. You know, cr create the black and white of what you're trying to talk about. Have it flow so that it's continuous and one point leads to another point and then there's takeaways. All or, like for every slide you create, what is the takeaway? Do you know what I mean? And people don't give enough consideration around that. And so just making it flow, um, keep it super simple. You know, don't try and be all clever about like, you know, introducing humor and things like that. Just be careful about how you do that because it could be construed slightly differently when you go to execute on it. Well, I think, I think one of the big things with all of this is, you know, you're, you're coming onto this event because you are an expert in your field. You've got value to add to business owners. So don't overthink the production of all this. Just be yourself, right? Just be yourself and remember that who you're talking to in the room, that you're trying to just add as much value as you can to them. I always love the example of doing a talk on tax because everybody picks on accountants and tax and it's meant to be boring and all the rest of it. But you know, I think for somebody coming in and if they want to talk to you about tax law, well, like, yeah, everyone's going to want to jump out the window. But if you came in and said, hey, you're a business owner, you're here because you actually want to pay as little tax as possible. Um, let me share with you a couple of ways on how we're going to do that. Um, example A was Bob and Mary. They sold their business, but, you know, here's what happened and they cost, they spent a million dollars more than they needed to. I want to help you save a million bucks. Now, I reckon most people are sitting on the edge of their chair now going, okay, oh, and I need to hear this. Um, and doing that just in that authentic way, and as you said, storytelling, it's going to get cut through, right, whatever your topic is. Nobody knows as much about your topic as you do. So you have great power. You have the ability to settle into this really nice and be an authority with very little effort. Just be you, talk about what you know about, and don't try and structure the hell out of it <laughs> so it becomes stale and stagnant and boring. You've got a beautiful, yeah. forgiving uh, audience with very low standards in the virtual worlds, right? And so you have potential to, to play and, and be, a, be a vibrant spark in the in the presentation in the summer, just like my puppy dog introducing my puppy dog has made his way into the set. <laughs> yeah, if in doubt, introduce a puppy. That'll win. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, hey, just quickly on the slide issue, like you, you mentioned slides, and I think it's important. A lot, of, a lot of presenters will have them. Are they necessary for starters? So I guess there's two ends of the spectrum, right? People who won't use a slide. Then there's people who all they'll do is four slides into your face and they actually don't even want to be seen. They just want the slide to do the work for them. And then maybe I guess somewhere in the middle is somebody who talks a bit, let me show you a slide, now come back, I want to talk to you a bit more. I, I don't know, do you have a preference for this sort of stuff? Yeah, the theory behind this is the visual aids. It's not for you to stand there and read from. Your The choice of font size, just acknowledge that you have to, for this to be useful to the audience, you have to use as little text on those slides as possible. Just realize if you've got more than a couple of words, people are not going to read it. Don't waste your time on it. It is ridiculous. The number one thing that we seem to continually streamline for people with their slide decks and acknowledging as well, because this is a virtual event, a lot of that finite detail is lost. If you've got yeah. busy graphs and charts, simplify it because it's mm -hmm. lost, right? People aren't going to be able to see the detail. And uh, 
they're there to inspire people to continue the conversation, to be thought-provoking, right? So if it doesn't need to be there, it's back to you because it's about you and this moneymaker thing that you've got going called your face, <laughs> not the shithouse slide deck <laughs> that you're creating, right? You know, now I say that with respect, just use them sparingly. Use them sparingly. If you've got uh, you know, 10 minute, 20 minute presentation, just keep it to the bare essentials and use this to your advantage. Are there any other kind of tech things, little traps for, for new players that people need to be thinking about? Look, I would only say that there's probably questions that you have at this point still about, say, how do you integrate your slide deck into your recording? How would you record? Those types of things. We can support you with those in our chat when we meet. You know, it's fairly straightforward. And if it becomes overwhelming for you, leave it to us to do it. You know what I mean? You can do your recording yourself or we can virtually record for you. For you and then we can integrate those slides in, in the edit if that's what you require it's not part of this package it isn't will be an additional charge but it is something that we can help you with just to take the back break out of it give you a bit of advice on what looks good and what doesn't um, tidy up your presentation if need be as well it's all recorded content so it's certainly going to make you look as good as possible awesome um my final um thought or question here chris is i've been having conversations with a number of partners who Look, they're really good at what they do. They're not necessarily marketers, right? So, and and a number of them have been saying to me, can you give us some guidance as to what we could do with some of this content afterwards? Um, like how do we make the most of this investment of our time and money? Um, so it, I don't know if you've got a couple of tips you can share now, but is that also something that you can help the partners with later? I mean, video is all about leveraging your time and making it work in multiple areas. So 100%, you know, if you had a decent presentation you've worked very hard on, why aren't you leveraging it and using it? So in some cases, taking short snippets of gold, mind you, out of your presentation and putting into the social media space are things that are ways to leverage a, effectively a shoot once distribute many model. If you are a higher end sponsor where you've got some, some ad space throughout the summit, then and you don't have any great collateral here that promotes your business so the standard is a company profile video that would be something that we can actually help for you and produce for you prior to the event and actually include in the event so that you're showcasing your business in the best possible light it's a combination of amateur or pro professional or all professional uh, produced content company profile articulates very clearly who you are what the company does how the company helps the value and basically how people would reach out to you it's one of the mm most uh, common video products from Ridge Films based on the fact that 95% of the Australian population does not have a professional video that demonstrates the basic capabilities of their business, right? So yeah. by virtue of you maybe not having a unique proposition in the market, you will after you have a company profile video because you'll be doing it and your competitors won't. And there you have it, another insightful episode of the Video Made Simple podcast. We hope you enjoy this special interview and gain some valuable insights and takeaways to implement into your own video journey. If you're eager to learn more about the Buy, Grow, Sell Summit, we'll go deeper into the world of video production. Be sure to check it out. It's happening on September 5 and 6. It's a virtual event. It's got Mark Boris, uh, Janine Ellis headlining the 
the event, which is really exciting. I'm a key speaker as well, speaking live. So you'll see me on either of those days. Check out the link in the description and register now to secure your spot. Can't wait to see you there. You can discover how videos can revolutionize your business. And if you're hearing me panting, it's because I'm on a treadmill. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening and see you next week.